Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire freaking internet. Their draft guide is up online right now. Go check it out. Hashtag basketball.com. I'm your host, Katrin. Joining me, as always, is my uh, wise beyond his years co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh my God, if you've been in like some high school musical productions or something, you had very like sing-songy uh, cadence to that intro. I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking you might have been on some some musicals or something. Yeah, actually, um, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but I was in plays and musicals in high school. It's very true. What was your go-to character? What would you say the best character you ever played was? Um, I definitely played uh, the father of one of like the lead characters, but I was like significantly younger than that person. I was like 15. They were like a senior in high school, so they're like starring in it. So I was supposed to be this person's father. I was like clearly a 15-year-old boy. Um, and I'd say since I pulled that off, that's probably my greatest acting feat of all time. Not bad. Not bad, Michael. Not bad. Not at all. Uh, but we're not here to talk about my um, long-lost years as a thespian. Uh, we are here to talk about all of the crazy shit going down in the NBA over the last week or so. We hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving break. Uh, we certainly did. And we wanted to let the dust settle before we really attack to see like who's going to be moving up the, the rankings, who is going to be uh, hurt by all these moves, tons of moves. Uh, over the last uh, crazy week of free or so of free agency, and uh, Tyler, well, we're going to talk about like kind of like I don't know if we're talking about the best or the biggest moves, but I, I think we're going to talk about the most interesting moves today, which is uh, once again a, a ambiguous qualifier that is uh, done on purpose. Yeah, I think you know there was a lot of moves that were moves. Um. There was a lot of moves that didn't really move the needle. There was not many big, big names that moved. Um, there were a few. Uh, you know, I would say there was a there was a few fantasy wise. There was, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of the first and second tier guys stayed where they were, and that's not no surprise. Right, but I mean, you know, like most off seasons, we see you know a couple of top thirty guys move, right? And I guess maybe we did. Like we saw Chris Paul, we saw. Uh, holiday. So we saw a couple, but those were kind of before the whole free agency thing kicked off. And so in the free agency thing, we kind of didn't really get, we didn't really get the juicy move, right? The juicy fantasy move. Yeah, we we assume Anthony Davis is going to sign with the Lakers. Uh, in a previous episode, we talked about some of those trades that went down, um, and how we, you know, what we what we really liked with the CP3, uh, and uh, how that benefits most of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I think Holiday going. To, I personally think Holiday on the uh, on the Bucks is, is a better fit. I think he'll be a better player. Um, I think he, at, at very worst he's as good as he was last year, um, if not just you know a, a tad worse in maybe assists or something like that. Um, and I feel like that keeps him in the same type of uh, ranking. A lot of the guys that moved for uh, signing in free agency are guys that are like. 
hot names on the fringes, mid-tier, uh, middle-of-the-draft guys that can swing um, your season in a very specific way. Um, and none of these guys, I, I, I think, are maybe made a move where it's obvious they're going to break out, but a change of scenery often does uh, give an opportunity to, you know, that first plateau type of player and give them the opportunity to, to enter into the top 50, top 40 types of players. For sure. For sure. And I mean, we talk about a lot, but the key, the key to fantasy is minutes. Some of these guys got paid by teams and they might be getting, you know, more minutes or a bigger role than what they've gotten in the past. We're going to do Gordon Hayward. And, uh, you know, that uh, could mean more fantasy goodness, right? Yeah, well, let's go. Let's talk about Gordon Haywood right now. Uh, biggest, weirdest uh, sign-in trade, uh, four years, $120 million. Anytime you can pay four years at $120 million for the fourth best player on another team, you got to do it, right? <laughs> well, something like that, right? Haywood was actually pretty good last year, and he's kind of an interesting player we've talked about this in the past even like back in his utah days right like he's a guy that can score and dish the ball get some good rebounds the defensive stats aren't as good as you want but they're okay the field goal percentage has been good the free throw percentage has been good uh the three-point percentage in, in boston and in utah the last couple years was pretty good like he's just a guy oh. who does a lot of stuff across the board, which you like, but I don't know about on this this Charlotte team how that's going to work out. I like the move for Gordon Hayward overall as um, like a fantasy asset, right? His stock went up, and the playing time is going to go up. The usage is going to go up. He's going to have the ball more, and I think in his hands, even though Lonzo Ball is there, and there's a bunch of other crap going on at that place with Terry Rozier, and uh, who, who knows what's going on in Charlotte. I guess I'm not terribly worried about that because right now Gordon Hayward is the most talented player on that team uh, because they traded all, or I guess they got rid of Kimba and got uh, Terry Rozier to run that team. And they were like, oh yeah, this is this not how team like an NBA team should work. Your best player should not be Terry Rozier. Um, well, so well, why, why was the, why was Terry Rozier even in that sign and trade last year? Shouldn't they just sent Gordon Hayward and called it a day? It's a sign and trade back to back years, which is strange. You don't normally see that. I feel like ever since, and this is going to be, I'm going to cut my Danny Ainge is not a wizard and people who slurp on his nuts are losers uh, rant short by saying Danny Ainge tricked the Brooklyn Nets and a new a Russian owner. And now the only people he can trick is Charlotte Hornets. So I don't know what's going on there, uh, but that's like, for some reason, Danny Ainge just picks on the Charlotte Hornets to uh, to move back his dead weight, and I I think something's going on there. I would call tampering. Uh, I'd call it into Adam Silver if I could, if I had his number. If he didn't keep changing his number, I would call it in. <laughs> okay, all right, enough of that flim flam. What is a Gordon Hayward this year? Where are you putting Gordon Hayward? What do you think about Gordon Hayward? How good is Gordon Hayward going to be? The injuries are the thing, right? I think the fan the stats. If the stats were there on a relative basis, you'd be pretty hyped about Gordon Hayward. I think Gordon Hayward's a guy, especially on this Charlotte team, what can he score, like 18, 19 a game, get you like five rebounds, maybe even a little bit more, talking four yeah. or five assists, like pretty close to a steal a game. But 
I mean, 52, 72, which you like, but then you had that season where I only played one game. You know, can Gordon Hayward stay healthy? 30-year-old Gordon Hayward on the Charlotte Hornets, probably maybe trying to push for the eighth seed in the East because the eighth seed in the East is kind of open, but probably not super competitive team. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to like hash out a comparison of kind of like a 19 5 and 5 guy. Um, you know, you know who uh, you know who was a 19 5 and or about 18 4 and 5 guy with a steal and a couple of threes? Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray that over the, we're talking about last year over 59 games Jamal Murray not I was in the bubble and dropped 63 a night Jamal Murray. Um, and Jamal Murray, I think if you go look at hashtag basketball's rankings, he's around uh, the mid fifties in um, per game value last year. So Gordon Hayward, not fifty. This is his, uh, probably his opportunity to do that, right? Yeah. So he only played fifty-two games last year. He finished seventieth in in totals. His ADP right now is 69.8 on Yahoo and 78.5 on Fantrax. Hashtag basketball in totals has him ranked 85th, though. Okay. Yeah. I would say if you're you're playing a – and this might sound counterintuitive, right? I I don't think it is. Um, If you're playing a head-to-head league, I'm looking at totals. If I'm playing in a roto league, I'm looking at per-game average because – have that games limit in roto and you want all i care about is quality games so i you know someone who's playing less games but those are better quality games i am ranking that person higher because i'm not worried about winning a week i'm worried about winning a season and so if you look at a per game hashtags got gordon hayward at 61 uh adps like you're saying in the in the lower 60s lower 70s on fan tracks um I feel like that's a little I feel like that's a little low, but I also feel like I don't want to reach for a guy that has had injury issues um and potentially- let, me pose a, let me pose a question to you. In the in the COVID season that we're about to have, okay, should we be looking at per game rankings for every league? Because you tell me the healthiest player in the league, right? Damian Lillard, who's missed like what, like five games in his career or some crazy number like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if, if he gets the COVID, he's going to be out for two, three weeks, which in a shortened season that we're trying to jam pack the schedule, that's probably a game relatively every other day. So they're talking he's going to miss seven, eight games at minimum. And I, I, I'm not going to sit here and try to project who's going to get the COVID and who's not. So. No. I think maybe we're going to see anybody and everybody miss a game. Everybody, anybody and everybody miss 10 games. And so are you more, less, or the same likely to draft a Gordon Hayward type, a guy who's had some pretty serious injuries? Because I'm not sure I can project who's going to miss a game. I'm probably not even fat. Like, okay, so... Once again, I'm going to tell everybody to play Roto, but this year you have an excuse. You're playing Roto because you get the game's limits and you don't have to worry about uh, week-to-weeks with COVID. Uh, We don't know what's going to happen this year, and you're 100% right on that, um, uh, Tyler, which is why when I'm drafting, I'm not even going to worry about that because I feel like everybody's in the same boat and every player's in the same boat. 
So I'm not going to factor in like COVID sitting. Um, I think I would actually lean towards in um, kind of a, I don't know, in a casual league, maybe not because the ADPs are not coming up with him being in the, like, the top six, being picked in the top 60. And like, if you can get Gordon Hayward round pick 60, 65, that's a, I think that's a pretty good, um, that's a pretty good draft pick right there because you're getting a guy 19, six and five potentially. Talk about those, you know, the tiers, right? And then the kind of clumps. There's there's big clumps, right? Talk about this all the time. So you're telling me I'm picking in a clump of guys from 50 to 80 or 85 or 90, like wherever that clump goes. So I mean, and Gordon Hayward's one of those guys, like we've at least seen Gordon Hayward be what a top 30 player. So, like, if you're telling me, I mean, like Gordon Hayward, now this was a while ago. I'll, I'll granted, I'll give you that, but we've seen him. You know, 2017, he was the 32nd ranked player in per game. He was 33rd in totals. In 2016, he was 39 in per game and 28 in totals. Like he's a guy who has some upside. So I don't hate picking Gordon Hayward in the like you're like you're mentioning 60s. And I'm telling you, whatever my pick is in the 60s, Gordon Hayward sitting there. Like look at some of the other guys around that. You're going like, do I want? Uh, Delon Wright or Evan Fournier or oh. Luke Williams, or I can have Gordon Hayward. Yeah, like, he's, give me Gordon Hayward. He's definitely one of the few people with the potential in that in that first plateau. That's around like you know forty fifty down to like seventy five eighty. Uh, he's one of the few people in that plateau that has the ability to kind of put it together and jump out of that plateau or at times probably within the season for stretches of a time play as like a third tier player, maybe even a second tier player for a week or two. Um, his, his variance is pretty high, but his opportunity is also high there uh, since I, I assume they're going to be running most of the offense around him. Uh, Cause what else were they doing? Like, I, I don't know what else they, they would do there. So uh, I, I, I like Gordon Hayward. I'm keeping an eye on him. And I, for the, I don't know, for the first time in a while, I, I actually am thinking about Gordon Hayward. I'm with you there. It was a good, it was a good move on their part. Um, we got a, a handful of more to get through, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with next move being like the hottest name in. Hey, guess guess why I know this person's name because I'm really into fantasy basketball. The everyone's sleeper du jour. Uh, Christian Wood went to the Rockets. Think uh, about your big boy Wood. This is a guy you like. Uh, no, I don't. That's, I thought you liked this guy. No, no, no. You, 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 Michael. I don't think you ever have listened to me in my life. I was the one saying like he's putting up a ton of numbers on a bad team. Like you can pick him up, but no, I'm not. I'm not buying on this one. Like now, I do think the minutes he's going to play minutes, more minutes than he played even last year in Detroit. Because, I mean, as far as Rockets big man, what what big man plays for the Rockets? We have PJ Tucker. Now here's here's the the path to him being really fantasy good is they do find a trade for Harden, they do find a trade for Westbrook, and Christian Wood is now Rockets. Yeah, that has not. Um, yes. Rockets are doing their due diligence and saying we're not going to take your garbage for like 
basically a two-time MVP player and then a guy who averages a triple-double, like sell us the the farm. The problem is, is they had already sold their farm to a bunch of teams that would, you know, they, they're not getting their own assets back from OK City. That would be funny, though, if OK City shipped all of those uh, picks back and got hearted. Uh, that would be that would be insane. I, I think they should do that. But I think you're right because. So here's <laughs> my worry. Like I'm okay with Wood as a 75th, 80th, 90th pick, but in Yahoo he's going 59.9. Like give me Gordon Hayward over Wood. Like James Harden's gonna dominate that ball. Then Russ is gonna get his. How much is left for Wood after that? Exactly. I mean. Six like sixty Yahoo ADP well well too high for a guy who might not break twenty seven minutes a game. Um who granted I can like numbers, right? He's a good rebounder. He gets uh, some blocks, I guess, but like Oh, and here's why people are hot on him. You want the numbers is the last twenty two just aren't that great. The last twenty two games he played 30 minutes a game last year, averaged 19.7, 8.1, and almost a steal and almost a block a game on 56% from the field, 40.3 on the three-pointers, and 77 from the free throw. There were no assists, 1.4 a game. You mentioned that. It's just, I, like, what do we preach here? Small sample size theater, Tyler. That is small right. sample size fucking theater, everybody. He was and dropping, not- he was playing in garbage time, 38 minutes a game against teams that were blowing the shit out of the, the terrible Detroit Pistons. I think they won um, one game. I think they lost almost every single game he started. We'll barely beat Phoenix. Okay, cool. Yeah, and so, so I, I'm not I'm not in love with their team for sure. Um, and I'm not in love with the Rockets team with him on it, right? And like, unless they're gonna trade James, and if they're gonna trade James, okay, then maybe. And maybe if they trade James Harden, how can, we can't predict that. Exactly, we we definitely can't predict that. And so I I don't know I I don't want him at sixty. I don't want him even at seventy. Want him. I don't want him. I think if you're telling me I can pick him after that kind of that first plateau that you just mentioned, like if he's in the eighty five ninety range, okay, I'll take an upside shot on him. But other than that, I don't. I'm not. I'm not sold. Now That's I do fair. think He'll I do be think. I do think he's going to start, right? Because, like, I mean, you look at that Rockets lineup, like, it's going to be Eric Gordon, it's going to be James Harden, it's going to be Russell Westbrook, it's going to be P.J. Tucker, and if they're going to start any kind of big man, I guess it's going to be Christian Wood. There's plenty of minutes available to him. I just – James is going to dominate that ball so much. So we're talking about a guy who needs points and rebounds. James is a good rebounder. Russell Westbrook's a good rebounder. Both those guys are going to score a ton, like, I just don't see the path. Like I, I think he's gonna be yeah. a fifteen point six or seven rebound, no assist, maybe be a steal, not even probably like point eight and point eight, something like that. That's 
that's a pretty solid fancy player. That is a top 100 player. It's a standard league player. Probably at the end of that first plateau, maybe at the beginning of the second plateau of players. That's a good guy to have on your team. This is a guy to take a you know a, a flyer on because you're in the know. Problem is everybody is in the know already, and he's probably not going to go out. If he he's probably not going to outside the top fifty. Yeah, I, I think he's a guy who's going to keep rising, and I'm going to be like, I'm I'm hands off. I'm hands off on what I think at, at his ADP right now. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Um, we talked about uh, our my boy, our boy, my boy. That's yeah. I'm not giving you any credit, Kelly Oubre. Uh, we talked about his move uh, briefly to the uh, the beautiful um, beautiful state of Oklahoma, and Kelly Oubre. He looked around. He saw. So he got off the plane, looked around, and all he could see was one Applebee's and one Cheesecake Factory. And he's like, I am out of here. And now he is in Golden State in a, uh, in a beautiful system with a beautiful coach and players who are um, far, far better uh, than probably anyone he's ever played with. That's a shot, that's a, that's a shot at Devin Booker. Um, sadly, Clay Thompson – is out for the year. Yeah. It's a nice spot for Kelly Oubre to be in. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm torn on this Golden State team. Is that fair to say? Yeah, like I, some some uh, people are are anointing, in America. Man. Some people are anointing them though. It's like right back into title contention, and that Clay Thompson injury hurts them a lot. And. I don't know really what this team's going to be yet. Um, can Kelly Oubre play better than he did last year? There's a question. Hmm. All right, that's a good question. That's a solid question to start. I like you. I like you keeping me. I like you keeping me level. Thirty-four minutes a game, basically nineteen-six with over a steal, almost a block, shooting 45 percent. Uh, okay. Percentage is best in his career. I think that can say similar. It could it could slide a little bit. Uh, I don't know. He, uh, every other number there feels like something that can be sustainable for someone in his age. Um, can he improve? Yeah. His distance, like shooting from distance, could improve slightly. He's a good shooter, uh, and he's going to be in a better system. Um, those Are those improvements drastic? Probably not. Here's the thing I will say about him. He was 79th in totals last year. Now he did only play 56 games, um, which he could play more, obviously. He could play more. Um, he finished 79th, though, in, in ranking. The year before that, he finished 100th in the ranking, and his ADP is 66 on Yahoo and 67 on Fantrax. I just don't really think there's any value in that pick. I think he's probably... You know, maybe in the top 60, but probably not. He's probably right around 70 where he's getting picked. And so it's fine, but I'm probably not going to pick him because I'm going to see somebody that I think I like better in that general range. Yeah, and I, I think you hit the nail on the head there where you're not getting any value in every every draft pick I want I want to try to get at value. Chances are there is going to be some value around that in, in that 50 to 60 range of people who've fallen out uh, that you know is like a third-tier player and has fallen out of that tier because someone took a, a fucking a swing at Christian Wood. 
um, or only watched the bubble last year and has Duncan Robinson on their team for some reason in the top 40. So um, if you can get Kelly Oubre at 66th or 67th, I'll hate you for it, actually. I, I think that's probably at value. If not, you know, I think Kelly Oubre in a good system, probably playing a little bit less minutes, he, he can be a top 50 player again. Um, and But I don't know if – I don't know. The worst case scenario, right, that he falls off a little bit, um, probable case scenario is that he's kind of similar to last year but with a little le- less minutes. So that's like a that falls him back into that plateau, out of that top fifty, back into like that sixty range. Which okay, him in the mid sixties, great. Right, and that's and that's the problem is the minutes, right? Like, and that's that was my point about can he get better? Is like, I think the minutes are going to go down or hold. Like, I don't think there's any room to play more than thirty four and a half. Like, no, not many guys play play that. So you got Wiggins, you got Baysmore there. Um, you could slide Ubre into the four and play Draymond at the five. Uh, it's possible. That's a that's kind of a matchups play, right? Like you're not gonna do that every night. So, yeah, I I think that just he's kind of where he is where he is, and I don't hate the pick like you mentioned, but it's just there's not a lot of value on it. I feel like this is another one of those guys that got a little bit uh, too hyped in the fantasy basketball community. If you're playing in a in a league with very um, you know um, green players, guys who aren't don't follow the NBA as, as um, obsessively as as we do, um, maybe Christian Wood and Kelly Oubre aren't people they've ever heard of in their entire lives. Uh, and we're going to do a ranking show, um, doing the ADPs, looking for good picks in uh, in Yahoo and hopefully ESPN if they have their ADPs out. Uh, we're going to do those shows in the future. But I want to take a quick moment to talk about our sponsor, ThriveFantasy.com. Uh, Thrive Fantasy is a new way to play daily fantasy. And actually, I feel like it's the most unique way to play daily fantasy. Um, It is kind of, it fits in the wheelhouse uh, that I enjoy, which is like doing uh, crazy prop bets and playing daily fantasy. And uh, Thrive Fantasy is is right right in your wheelhouse. If if either one of those sounds uh, cool to you, ThriveFantasy.com, sign up with the promo code WTB and you will get a uh, $20 bonus on your first deposit of 20 or more. Essentially, at Thrive Fantasy, you build up 10 prop bets. If you're if you're playing this NFL week where there are over $12,500 worth of guaranteed prizes coming up this NFL week, uh, you choose 10 prop bets uh, to build out your lineup of prop bets. Each one of those is associated with points based on the risk of that prop bet. And if you win the tournament, you get the prize. It's as simple as that. If you know your shit, if you know your stats, you know over-unders, if you're good at gambling anyway, like gambling, check out thrivefantasy.com, especially if gambling is not legal in your state yet. Great way to get your fix. Use that promo code WTB. When you sign up, you'll get that free $20 to play on behalf of myself and Tyler. Let's get back to next signing on here. Tyler, I wanted to talk about this guy. I wanted to talk about this guy. Hassan, white side. I was shocked when I found out he was signed by the, the Kings. I mean, how'd you feel about it? 
So he was originally drafted by the Sacramento Kings all the way back in 2010, Michael. He played 19 games over two seasons, a, a whopping, what are we talking here? No minutes a game, 5.8 minutes a game over 19 games in two seasons, and then was banished out of the NBA for two years. Most people will forget that, right? Then he played for Miami, got good, was fantastic last year. Is that fair to say? Combination on the boards. And so, yeah, he was the sixth overall player in totals last year. Sixth. Silly. Right? Outstanding. Ton of blocks. Ton of rebounds. Good field goal percentage. A lot of points. Um, head-to-head player. Right. Now, he is in Sacramento with Rashawn Holmes. And Rashawn Holmes was very good last year. And I don't really see those two playing together a ton. So, bad for both, fair to say? Bad for both, indeed. Uh, I don't know how those two guys can coexist. I don't know if they're going to try to play Holmes at the four. But if they do, why? Uh, that's not what he's good at. Like, And if you remember, like, Holmes, like maybe some people, casual fans, have forgotten. Holmes was a very good fantasy player there uh, for a hot minute in sacramento and i yeah i I have to agree with you tyler i feel like this hurts both of them and i'm not i'm not happy with that because both of those guys uh not casual fan type of uh names you know and anybody on the sacramento kings is not often not a uh, sought after asset um from casual fans either yeah and and we talk about that a lot right just targeting certain teams sometimes sometimes works um I don't know though. Do we either want to draft either one of these two guys now? Like I guess maybe it's eventually you have to. Right? But but I'm talking like standard league, right? So we're talking 130 players are all that's drafted. Like I think they both these guys are kind of in that like late pick a hundred, take a shot at this point now. And there's only one player that's going in that range. Well, actually, let's let's cut that. Neither player is going in that range. I thought one of these guys was going in that range, but no, we're not getting that. Holmes ADP seventy one on Yahoo, eighty nine on Fantrax, and Whitesides is even higher. Whitesides yeah. sixty five and forty five on Fantrax. Oof. I don't, oh. I don't want, I don't want Whiteside there. Oh, that's brutal. That's absolutely brutal. No, that's what. That's far too high, and I don't know why people would be doing that. So yeah, uh. For me, I guess it's a pick your horse type deal, right? Like you could, you could say you believe that Whiteside's gonna get the lion's share of the minutes and, and want him in you know the top seventy five. Or you could say Holmes is gonna get the the lion's share and you want him in the top seventy five. But I think that you want to risk that type of pick on on that type of guess. When I don't. People, I don't. Right? People are not picking Gordon Hayward at that point. Right. This is a split the baby situation, right? Like they're gonna split the minutes. And yeah, I don't, I don't want either guy. I don't think, especially with those ADPs. Like I'm, I'm hands off. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's go to uh, Daniello Smello, Daniello Gallinare. I don't think it's pronounced like that. Uh, Daniello Gallinari is signing the Atlanta Hawks. So um, right, he's signed with the Atlanta Hawks. Fact. Did you did you hear the news? So. Danilo Gallinari is not a small forward anymore. Oh, 
You I, don't say. It's fair to fair to say that. According to who? According to life in basketball. Yeah, that's fair. Um. So last year he played precisely per basketball reference, 98% of his minutes at the four and 2% of his minutes at the five. Okay. So this is a team with Clint Capella hmm. yes. and with John Collins. So Travis and? Schlenk, the guy who's the GM for the Huffs, has said that Gallinari signed up for the deal of being the sixth man and back up to John Collins. Does Daniel Gallinari know that? That is what he said. He said Daniel yeah. Gallinari signed up to be the sixth man and back up to John Collins. Now he also signed a man named Bogdan Bogdanovich, one of your favorite players. Well, he's going to be the starting two. I mean, who is going to start over him at the two? Uh, not Cam Reddish. Yeah, exactly. So John Rondo. No. So Gallo. So the problem is they, <laughs> their best five is the worst defensive five in basketball. Yes, which was, sounds exciting. Um, so that's good for fantasy, maybe right? Um, yeah. so how many? The question is, if Gallo's a six man, how many minutes does he play? Well, he's only played um, thirty the last two years a game, so. It's not like his minutes are going to be cut that much, I don't think. But Gallo's a very specific player, right? Like he's 19 and maybe six with not a lot of assists and not a lot of steals and not a lot of blocks and maybe a bad field goal percentage. So it's kind of a very specific kind of fantasy player. And I don't I don't really think that much changes for him on the Hawks. Like the minutes might be down slightly. But not even sure if the minutes will be down because I feel like when you have a player of his caliber, you find a you find a way to play him, um, even if it's like coming off the bench. Uh, yeah, he came off he came off the bench, and you know, um, still ended up playing twenty nine thirty. He played twenty nine and a half minutes last season, so like I, I feel like they'll be able to find a way to play him twenty nine and a half minutes, and in per game. Um, which I believe I'm looking at eight cat. Yes, I am, sir. Um, that was like the 68th ranked player. So if your league is big on Gallo, you're like probably someone's probably re- taking him before 68. Uh, if you're in a in a in a league for, with a bunch of uh, sharks, I actually think maybe Daniello Gallinari gets overlooked because every single he's like t- what? How old is Daniello? Uh, 32. 32 years old. Every single person who's played fantasy basketball for the last 10 years has gotten burnt by Daniela Gattinari at some point in their life, either by picking up or making trade for him or just drafting him off the back. So a lot of people who, who play fantasy uh, are probably going to be, I, I actually feel might be overlooking this guy. Uh, so his ADP is 51.9 on Yahoo. Oh, that's Maybe they're not. That's far too high. That's insane. His ADP on Fantrax is 91.6. So this is a divisive player. Our our man Joey at Hashtag Basketball has him ranked on totals 151st. Far too low. I think, Gallo, far too low. I think Gallo is not inside the top 50. Somewhere. It depends on how healthy he is too, right? Like you, The games played is a big worry for Gallo, right? 
We're talking 62, 68, 21, 63, 53, 59, then miss an entire season with an ACL, 71, 43. That goes all the way back to 2012. None of those numbers are sounding great other than the 71 he played in Denver in 2013. So the injuries are a worry too. In 62 games last year, though, he was the 56th best player. Yeah, he's, he's a totally. top. He's easily a top 80 player this season, and I, I, I don't, I don't. If, ooh, yeah, but if at 50, you, at 51, like I'm not owning him in the Yahoo League. I don't think. But I feel like if you kind of look at ADPs right now, who's who's doing ADPs in Yahoo? How much of that is auto draft after the first like three rounds versus like fan tracks, where I feel like a lot of people who play on fan tracks are a little bit more. Um, I would say fantasy basketball savvy uh, or have played for a little bit longer, uh, but well, that, that also could, that also could be auto uh, auto drafts as well. right? Well, Fantrax's so, leagues, um, I don't think their ADP splits out like dynasty leagues, which is where a lot of people play dynasty leagues. Talk about a 32 year old guy with a pretty significant injury history. Like obviously his ADP is going to be lower. True. You know what I mean? The dynasty is just like, no, cause like when you get to that point, it's like, do I want, somebody who's 25 who's could be good for the next 10 years or do I want Gallo who's going to be out of the league in 5 years so you're you're in a redraft league it's coming up on the on the 70th pick Daniel uh, Daniel Gallinari is in there are you considering him are you taking him are you looking around consider not necessarily take and what about 80 consider Probably leaning towards take, depending on what what the league looks like, because yeah. it's an impossible question to answer at that point. It's like there's yeah, there's no way we can know who's available, right? Yeah, and this is kind of like in that phase where you're like, all right, now's the time, a good time to take a swing at somebody, or or go with someone who has decent upside. And I feel like Daniello falls in that second category. Uh, at eighty, he has decent upside for the uh, decent value at that pick. Um, and unless there's like a guy just sitting there that's Super, a super juicy dude, uh, Daniel Gallinari. Like, I, I just don't think, I think he's gonna slip in drafts in some in specific types of people's drafts. I think he's gonna slip. I, I'm trying to tell people, don't let him, he'll be fine playing the six man role in Atlanta. And we see this all the time, right? Good players get minutes, like, he, he's gonna get minutes, he's healthy, he's gonna get minutes, he's gonna play. I'm with there. Uh, let's go lightning round for the rest of the guys on this list. Uh, jo- our boy. My, I don't know if this is our boy. Josh Richardson in Dallas. Going to play, but I don't know what role he's he's playing there. Um, I, I don't even – I don't know why he would even be more – get more usage or more minutes than he did uh, in Philly. Philly used him completely wrong. I agree. So I think he's going to revert more to that Miami role. The Mavs have talked a lot about wanting to get the ball out of Luka's hands a little bit. I think they're going to let Richardson be kind of a secondary playmaker. Um, it would be the ideal situation for him, then. Yeah, he's going to be good. He's going to be real good. Uh, hashtag basketball has him ranked 87th. His ADP is 99 and 132. I would maybe even say that he's a little bit higher in, in my personal rankings than 87. I think he's going to be real it- good. I think I don't know if um, I don't know if I'd go real good, especially with that field goal percentage. Um, but you know, if you don't care about something specific like that, 
Um, I do, I do like him overall uh, as so, a guy who he's like a half a block and a steal, or a little more than a half a block and a steal in a three pointer. So he's like one of those triple threat guys that we like, even no matter what kind of league you're in. Head to head at Roto, you get those counting stats. And uh, Phil, those Philly, that up. Philly also didn't use him on the ball because they have Ben Simmons. Like they, he's going to guard the other team's best player in Dallas. And I think that's going to allow those defensive stats to be even a little bit better. I think we've seen, we saw pretty much everybody save Kristaps Porzingis have the best three point percentage of their career last year playing next to Luca. So I think the percentages could be better. I'm not saying they're going to be 45 like they were in, in Miami, but I think we could maybe see that field goal percentage come back. Yeah, I think it could. Uh, Josh Richardson in Dallas, uh, I, I think he really, uh, if that happens, if his, his field goal bumps and, you know, the playing time, I would assume probably stays the same. Uh, I think definitely could uh, see a, a slight improvement, definitely an improvement on what he did last year. But, like, you know, only if Dallas uses him right. Next up on the on the lightning round is Jeremy Grant uh, in Detroit. What do you what do you think about that signing? Oh, Michael, Jeremy Grant wanting to be the number one option in Detroit. Is that the is that the story here? I guess. Like I I, I don't know. What could happen? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, Jeremy Grant is good at, at what he's good at, but I mean. The good news is he's he's basically undrafted in Yahoo and Fantrax, right? He's 130 ADP and 137 on Fantrax. Like he was 104th best player last year, so he should be able to beat that ADP. I mean, there's no real buddy stopping him from getting shots and rebounds and steals and blocks. In Detroit, uh, the field goal percentage might be worse. I mean, that's not going to be a great team. But I I don't hate him as a as a last round pick. And I think like he's going to play and he's got a role and he fancy wise, he does get like good counting stats. But do you remember that? Remember that time that uh, Jeremy Grant took over that game and like won the game? Cause he was so, um, damn, uh, impressive. And he like dropped like 45 points on a team. Do you remember when that happened? Um, are you talking about James Harden or Jeremy Grant? All right. I guess I was talking about James Harden because, uh, Jeremy Grant's never done that. So I don't know why, he or Detroit think he's going to be uh, number one option there. That sounds uh, incredibly foolish and possibly insane. Do you know? Do you know what Jeremy Grant's career high in points is? This actually surprised me. Um, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go with like eleven. Twenty nine. He had a twenty nine point game just last season. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, maybe uh, uh, I am sorry for doubting Jeremy Grant, but yeah, he's I don't anyone who's like high on him, I don't I don't get it, but he's going to be a standard league relevant. Yes, oh, this is why this is why the Pistons got him. It was against the Pistons. <laughs> that sounds like a dumb owner, dumb GM move, and I I believe I have one hundred percent. This is sounding extremely sustainable too. He had twenty nine points on twelve of fifteen from the field. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh -huh. Definitely gonna do that. Definitely gonna just dominate, just dominate Central Division for Detroit. Um, all right, enough of Jeremy Grant. Um, actually, there's a guy on that team. Worst uh, team next year, Jer or worst team next year, Jeremy Grant's Pistons or Mike's Chicago Bulls. Uh, definitely the. Well, actually, Derek Rose is on the Pistons. I don't know. That's that's a tough one. 
Uh, I don't know. Call me, call me back in like a month or two on that one. Um, I actually like a guy on the Pistons that they signed, not named Jeremy Grant. Um, in like a deeper league, Mason Plumley. Uh, he's a very like in even in like off the bench minutes, twenty six minutes, twenty seven minutes a game, which he might get more. He might end up getting thirty. He's a good rebounder. He gets a block. Um, he gets his you know a, a handful of points, uh, and he's a great assist guy for a center. Yeah, we've seen we've seen Plumlee be valuable in like twenty six minutes a game. Um, I think whatever minutes he's at at the start of the season, kind of the low watermark for him, right? Like they've got Blake Griffin, who seems to get hurt every year. Um, I guess the Pistons could trade him at some point, but I don't think his trade value is going to be exceptionally high. So yeah, Mason Plumlee could be very good on the Pistons. Yeah, Not someone I'm probably going to draft, though. Probably someone I'm kind of waiting to pick up till there's some injuries and he can kind of open it up and, and get some get some extra run. Yeah, he's not like a, a world beater or anything like that. And if you're in a standard league, you he's going to go undrafted. Like you don't have to you don't have to take a swing with your last pick on him. You kind of want to go with someone with value. But I often see people in like deeper leagues, like picking a guy who's going to play like 12 minutes a game because he's got a he's like a rookie or he's got like a uh you know a crazy upside that n- will never ever happen instead of taking like guys who are going to play 26 minutes named mason Plumley, who sound boring but end up giving you like four assists a game which is uh, incredible for a center so mason Plumley in deeper leagues i'd go for that uh i want to talk about two other centers uh the the dueling centers after leaving their, their best friendship in toronto uh, Serge Ibaka for the Clippers and Marcus Gasol for the Lakers. Uh, I really like uh, the fit for Ibaka on the Clippers. Me too. Okay, I think they needed Ibaka in a lot of ways, right? Like Ibaka, veteran, uh, can shoot it, can space the floor. Um, really what they need is a ball handler. They really haven't solved that issue. But, um, yeah, I think Ibaka's going to be good, but he's probably like a top 100 player, just barely, right? Like he's not going to be a top 10 player, I don't think. He had, a, he had a good season last year. He almost had a block a game, but he was like 15 and 8. Um, that's a solid standard league player. Um, even he only played 27 minutes a game. 27 minutes seems perfectly reasonable. Um, Serge Ibaka, uh, Marcus Ole, and the other center in LA, uh, Chris Harrell. Yeah, I think Harrell and Gasol are going to split the minutes there. And so I think this is another situation where, you know, it's two guys. We're probably going to cannibalize each other's value quite a bit. Like Montres Harrell, sixth man of the year last year, 80th ranked in totals. I don't really see him path to get any better than that. And his Yahoo ADP is 81.4. I don't really think I want him there. I think Marcus Gasol is going to eat into his minutes enough where, I mean, you talked about it. He's a points and, and rebounds guy. And so, I mean, there's like a block of game, bad free throws. Know, if that's what you need at that point in draft, okay, but I'm not super excited about it. And Fantrax has them actually going 63.9. I think we see this a lot with Lakers players, right? They get that kind of ADP boost, and I don't want I don't want Montrezl Harrell at 63 for sure. Yeah, he's got that LeBron stink on him, and um, <laughs> he's obviously going to be overdrafted. Uh, he's not going to. He's played 27.8 minutes a game. Hey, if you're if you're going to pay me. Uh, ten million a season. I'll get that LeBron stink on me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll I'll take it for half that price. Um, but Montrezl Harrell is like looks great in the stat lines. You know, sometimes it'll be like twenty and ten with like a couple blocks, and you're like, damn man, this guy's incredible. But it's like 
doesn't give any assists. He doesn't get any steals and he doesn't hit any threes. And in the modern NBA and modern fantasy basketball, um, your center needs to hit threes. So, you know, I don't know how Montrezl can play better than last year. Um, similar stats is the best thing you're looking at. And you're still looking at a guy who's like scraping the top 100. Uh, if you're in a roto league, if you're in a head to head league, obviously it's a little bit better. Cause like, you know, it's hard to get like 19 and eight. Uh, that late in a draft, but I think a lot of people are going to um, reach for Montrezl Herald for some reason, whether they smell that uh, LeBron Musk on him or they just know the name now because he's on the Lakers or because he's six man of the year, um, whatever, whatever. Was he six? Yeah, he's a six man of the year. Uh, whatever was. reason, we're going to reach for him. And overall, he's just like, oh, he's, he's, he's a counting stats guy. He's not doesn't get the rare stats um and marcus souls could eat into his time like you're gonna have to like super pay attention because like marcus soul might just like finish games where the matchup's bad but when the matchup's good montrose harrell's gonna feast so that's like an extra job trying to pay attention who the lakers are playing uh, each here's a question right, if so minutes wow. were actually pie what nba player could eat the most Ooh, um russell westbrook oh oh Interesting. Not where I would have went with that. Not sure who I would have went with, but I was not thinking about Russell Westbrook. I'm always thinking about Russell Westbrook, and I'm always thinking about ways to make the podcast better. Uh, we want your feedback. We want to do the types of shows that you want. You're going to listen to. We're going to prepare you for your draft. Uh, we got an expert draft coming up uh, that we're going to review. Uh, we're going to do a couple a hand, more than a handful of mock drafts. Uh, we're going to talk about the ADPs of the different sites, sleepers, all sorts of stuff. Uh, but if you really want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes, sign up. We're going to be doing a listener league. Uh, that Patreon is not going to go and start charging people until the start of the season. So check that out. Patreon.com slash watching the boxes. You can find me at watch the boxes on Twitter. Find Tyler at Tyler P Watts and you can use that promo code WTB at thrivefantasy.com to get that $20 bonus to start you on your way into winning those daily fantasy dollars. Uh, get on that, that promo code WTB. Uh, we appreciate your support, guys, and we will see you very soon.